Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another awesome, amazing, fabulous episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we're talking social media. Social media can seem scary, but it can be fun, too. I think when we think about social media on a personal level, we think it's kind of fun and gitchy, and we get to share pictures of our dogs and our kids and our fun stuff. But when we think about it for business, all of a sudden, we just kind of clam up, right? We think, oh, I've got to make so many sales. I got to think about ROI. I have to be able to, and we make it so intense. We've had a couple conversations here on the podcast about being really authentic through social media and being able to really use that opportunity and that medium to be able to communicate and build relationship publicly. But today I do have on with me, Megan Thomas, and she is wonderful and amazing with social media. So we are pumped. She has worked with women in insurance. She's worked with insurance agents across the different country, uh, across this country, not different countries, but this country on their social media. And I am super excited to be able to have her on the podcast. So Megan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I am really pumped. So tell us a little bit about how you got the social media bug. How did this become something that you want to be able to do with your your life, just, you know, as your career? How did that occur? Sure. So I started my hospitality, I started my career in hospitality and I absolutely loved it. I thought I was going to do it forever. I got to build relationships with people all across the country um, and it was wonderful. But once I had a family, it was a little bit, too time consuming because it was a, you know, 24 seven job. So I moved into executive assisting where I fell in love with really organization and data. So when I first started, you know, my online business during 2020, I did not love social media until I really put together that it was combining two things I love, which is relationships and then the organization and data side of things. So I really just leaned into it and started figuring out all of the things that worked and didn't work. And I was just so excited to help other people do that too and see that it's not as scary as it seems. Right. Because like I said at the beginning, I feel like if it, okay, so number one, I'm a 50 year old woman, so I'm old and crotchety. Number two, and I'm just kidding, I'm not really that old and crotchety, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm, as you turn 50, you think of yourself that way. Anyway, but um, I just turned 50, so I'm still working on that. But you know, it's one of those things where um, I think because my children are grown and because of the fact that I don't have a dog, I have an angry cat. I just really don't feel like I have a whole lot to put out there. You know, I mean, I don't have, you know, the kiss and babies and pet and dogs posts and things like that. And insurance isn't necessarily a sexy conversation that people want to sit around and talk about. So I'll be super honest with all of our listeners. If you go to our Power Women in Insurance Facebook group, which is wonderful and amazing, I do very little there. I just pretty much post all of our updated episodes. You know, you go to my personal, I may show these different conferences I go to or things with my family, but we don't really do a whole lot in social media. That is something for my 2023 goals that I completely dropped. That is the one thing I absolutely made zero progress on last year. I met all my goals except that one. So I'm moving it to 2024. 
So as I'm moving into 2024, talk me through why do insurance agencies need a social media presence? Oh, man. Um, There are so many reasons, but I would say just the biggest one is just to get to know people, Mm -hmm. right? Whether you are online or in person, you want to expand your network and you want to get to know people. You want to bring people into your sphere that you get to know, like, and trust you. And you can talk to so many more people when you're on social media than just picking up the phone and dialing somebody. Um, Cold calls, I'm not saying they're not effective. However, you can only make one cold call at a time. And when you are on social media, you can reach so many more people. And it's also very targeted, right? When you pick up your phone, you don't know who you're calling unless you've done research, which takes a ton of time. But when you're on social media, you can really target in who you're talking to. You can learn more about them through analytics, what they like, what they don't like, and keep focusing on those things to just keep bringing them closer and closer, you know, down your funnel to get them to either book a call or whatever, but even turning them just into loyal fans of yours. You know, people know who you are and you have these things that you're you're known for. Like, oh, there's this girl on social media, even if it has nothing to do with insurance, right? Um, like I have a little dog that I just got. And people are like, oh, didn't you just get that? They don't know that I do social media, but they know that I have a little dog. Um, and so it just opens those conversations to bring in new leads consistently. I love it. I love it. So I think um one of the one of the challenges that I have is when people talk about social media, I do think it's too, it's a really large term. It, you know, is it is it Instagram? Is it reels? Is it videos? Is it pictures? Is it is it produced on Canva? Is it, you know, and, and to me, it just feels like a full-time job, right? And um, and then if you want it to be authentic and if you want it to be real, it means that I have to be in the middle of it. So tell me a little bit about what does social media look like for you and for your clients and where are they able to connect with some of these clients? And how do they not let this conversation overwhelm them to the point where they can't do their job, right? Like we, you know, a lot of us own businesses or we're out in sales, we're door knocking, we're meeting up with customers, clients, we've got accord forms, we've got all these forms that we need to be able to send out. We have 832 emails in our inbox and oh my goodness, social media. Tell me a little bit about what that looks like on your end. Yeah, so I definitely see... I hear that a lot and I see how it gets pushed to the back burner for sure. You know, we all have those things on our list that we just kind of keep moving to the next day and to the next day. Um, And so, like you said, we're past 2023 and I'll do it next year. Yeah, Um, I went to my mastermind and we bring in all last year's year's goals, right? And we talk about this year's goals and did we accomplish last year's goals? And I just put a big orange circle around that promotion <laughs> social media. And I go, I did zero in this window here of this document. Zero. I want to make sure there's no conversation. Zero. Like, I don't even have anything to show you that I did because it, it, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, then I my advice to anybody would just be to start small. Don't feel like you have to have everything figured out right now mm. because you're not going to. Right. This is what I do for a living and I don't have it all figured out. Um, But get the basics. Find out, like, really think about who your ideal client is. Who do you want to book that call with you? Who do you want to be your next policy? Think about that and think about where they're hanging out. Right. 
Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? If you're a commercial, it's going to be more LinkedIn. But think about that. And once you have, you know, you don't have to show up in all the places. So don't get overwhelmed with, I have to show up everywhere with different content because you don't pick one or two, right? I do Instagram and Facebook because that's where my people are. Like I love working with moms, female insurance agents. I just do because we're in the same phase, right? Like they get it and we just get along. And I don't know about you, but like, I want my pipeline and my community to be full of people that I actually really enjoy talking to and hanging out with. So that's who I'm trying to bring in. So focus on where your people are that you want to bring in and then start posting. You're going to have to start somewhere and you're going to be really ugly at it at first. Um, And that's okay. Like everything that you start out with, it's not going to be good first. But the good thing about it is there's not a lot of people looking at you right now, right? Mm -hmm. If you haven't been doing much. I like that. That makes sense. (laughs) So you can get the ugly out of the way while people aren't paying attention. So. I know that people are busy, which is why I created the Social Coverage Collective. And it's literally done for you graphics, done for you captions. You literally pick what category you want to post about. We have, you know, all of the big hitters. So home, auto, life, health, all of the big ones, um, as well as local, personal, inspirational posts to mix in. So people can really show their personality and people can get to know them a lot better. So it's not you know, insurance isn't sexy and people aren't going to want to talk about what the, you know, oh, the newest policy update. Like people don't want to talk about that on social media. That's not why they're there. Right. They, they're not coming to learn about new policies. So literally the clients just have to copy and paste the text, edit their graphic and post it. And that's it. If they want to mix it up a bit and add some personality, they're more than welcome to. Um free reign, but it saves hours a month, you know, especially yeah. if you schedule it out. Um, we even have some parties, you know, where people just, we all, I call it a party. We yeah, all get on Zoom. Yeah. Right. It, who isn't grab a glass of wine and, um, open mm-hmm. your, open your computer and we'll just schedule posts out for the next month. And that way you don't even have to think about it. And I'm there. If they have questions, they can ask, but after that hour is done, you're done for the month. I like that though, because it sets an aside, a a time aside for Mm -hmm. someone to do it and to have you available takes away some of that scary, takes away some of that scary piece of some of this process. Right. I love that. That's a great idea. So you have, you have a group called the Social Coverage Collective. I want to make sure that we do mention that very clearly. And (laughs) with that, so tell me what that looks like, because I mean, I know you said that you guys have kind of a a library of uh, resources. So then is it that they just kind of go on in, they pick and choose what they like, they can maybe make some changes, or is it that y'all are actively posting on their behalf? Y'all also maybe give different suggestions on different things going on, like during the year that they may want to make sure that they post about that maybe we don't think about as agency owners. How does that kind of work with y'all? Yeah, absolutely. So we put out five to six posts per category per month. So for example, for the content that was just released for November, we released it a week early. Um, There is, we have five home, for example, we have five different home posts that are related to that month. So, you know, just different fun things. Like for Halloween, we did, you know, frightfully good ways to protect your home or, you know, like just fun things that people get into. 
And then if you look at that and you're like, man, these are good, but I don't really, this doesn't really fit my audience. Right. Then you have access to the entire content library back from April when we started. So you have access to like all of the home posts, all of the, any posts that you want to use, you have access to through there. And then we also put out like a holiday sheet um, that are just fun. I'm really big about infusing your personality and letting people get to know you. Right. Like you, you are more than an insurance agent and people should know that. Yeah. So, you know, like my husband loves to grill out, like his thing is ribs. He loves to, you know, and so we always make a big deal about the, the it's rib day. And so we're like, oh, this is what Darren's smoking today. You know, like the, the my community knows who my husband is. They know my children. And so that really fits my personality and my brand. Um, he's also a football coach and that takes up a ton of our time. Yeah. And so I have my community asking how they do. Did they win tonight? Like during the game? Oh, fun. And that's really the the most important part of, you know, getting yourself out there and infusing that personality. So I work with members on, hey, what is, we call it a brand menu, right? We look at social media a little bit differently. It's more like a party, whether it's a cocktail party or a tailgate, whatever kind of party you like, you are inviting people into your space and you're not just like, oh, hey, they're here, right? It's... Hey, welcome. Like, I'm so glad you're here. Let me show you where to put your coat. Here's where the drinks are and really bring them into your world and get to know them. So I really walk our members through how to do that and how to keep consistent tabs on, hey, that person might be a good lead. How do I follow up? How do I, how do I turn them from a conversation into a lead? And we focus on that a bunch. So that's really the ultimate goal, right? I mean, in general, I mean, we all love for people to know, like, and trust us. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, I do different things and I love it when people walk up to me like, oh, I saw when you did this. That was so cool. And and I love it when people do that. But ultimately, right. one of our biggest goals is to grow our business, right? And to be able to attract, like you said earlier, the ideal client to what it is that we're doing and for our team members to be able to kind of keep that pipeline full for them and that we are attracting the right people for the culture of our business. Um my question to you is a, a little bit more along the lines of that analytic conversation, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people get whenever they try to do social media on their own, not only we talked about this, we briefly, briefly, briefly touched on it. The conversation is not only am I coming up with this content, not only am I thinking through with these holidays, not only am I thinking through how do I highlight my team members, not only am I thinking through how often do I post, when, who, where, what, the, you know, do I do a reel, do I do a video, do I do some... Then you got to think, is this really worth my time, right? Like, is this really worth it? You know, and I think especially when people are busy, like you said, they have football games, they've got kids, they've got dinner to be able to prepare. We've got a team we have to be able to coordinate. We've still got to make sales goals. We still need to make sure that we we pay everybody the way we need to make sure we pay everybody. How do you know if social media works for you? What kind of timeline do people need to be able to really emotionally commit to? And what do you usually use to be able to show people or to be able to look to see if this this is really working for them? Right. So it is not a, I'm not going to oversell it. It is not a magic bullet, right? Like it is not going to, you use two of my posts, Teresa, and you are going to get 60 leads. Like that's not realistic. That's not feasible. That It's just not. Um, it is going to take a time commitment which is again, why I have the collective. So it takes less time. 
But you know it's working when people not only notice you, but they want to ask you questions, mm-hmm. right? Because you are really setting yourself apart as someone who is approachable. You're not just posting whatever company graphic you have for the day. Like you are intentional about what you're posting and encouraging people to engage with you. So it is working when you have built relationships strong enough that people are asking you questions. Like that is where, like, I love it when people are just, hey, what's this about? Because then you can say, hey, this is how I can help you. Like, I see that you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, but that's when you get to the meat and potatoes, right? That's when you get to, that's when you get to help solve their problems. And yes, it is good because it's a lead for you, but you get to help somebody. Like, that's why I love working with insurance agents because you guys just, you help, you're able to help so many people. But as far as the timeline goes, it's going to be different based on how much time you put in on the front end. Okay. Like with anything. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So there have been, I'm sure, like with you as well. There have been periods of my business where I am like nose to the grindstone. I am going to work 10 hour days and I am just going to hustle. And if you are doing that, then you are going to see quicker results, but you're also going to get burned out. So that is not a strategy that I recommend. Yeah. So I would say being intentional with your time, if you can put 10 or 15 minutes aside a day to engage with people, right? meet new people, comment on someone's Instagram story, because that the stories are where the magic happens. That's where your warmest audience is. And that's where you want to be living. So spend time. If you can spend 15 minutes a day, within a month or two, you'll see, you'll see more results geared toward what you want. So and it's like, you just made a really good point, though. It's not just about posting. And it's not just about being on social media, or even just responding if people tag you in something or say something to you, but it's also you engaging with them on their stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's not just, hey, what I'm putting out there in the world. I think that's one thing that I think because we get busy, you know, we don't ask questions. We don't engage with people because I know like I'm the queen of send three hearts, right? Like, oh, what a great thing. Oh, what a cute kid. Oh, what a great funny dog. Yeah. But that's not stuff that, um, starts a conversation. And I think we need to be more conversational driven as well whenever we talk about social media, because we do want them to talk to us and with us. Um, and that's where we get those those friendships and that relationship. It's not just about putting myself out there in the world. That's step one. But I think step two is also being available to answer those questions, maybe if they do pose them. Right. And to have conversations even past those questions, right? If somebody says something or let's say you post a picture of your mean cat, right? Let's say you post a picture and somebody sends three hearts and you're like, oh, thanks. And that's it, right? If someone said, oh my gosh, what a what a cute cat, what's his name? 
right? The point is to keep that conversation going, even though it has nothing to do with insurance. Like I'll put checklists. Today I talked about a sports game. I talked about a bottle of wine. I talked about what my kid learned at school. I talked nothing about social media or insurance. Like that's where the magic happens. You keep those conversations going. And if you're like, if you have those conversations and you have this conversation about your cat, the next time you post something, that same person is going to come back and they're going to want to talk to you because you are, you know, you already kind of flirted with that relationship a little bit. You know, you're testing the waters to see how that goes. Yeah. And insurance might not come up for a long time, but somebody else could talk to them about insurance. And what is that person going to say? Teresa has the meanest cat. You have to see it. Right. But she's going to, that person's going to know that you have insurance. But before that, she's going to know that you're friendly and approachable and that you have a mean cat. And that's okay. They don't need to always, you know, that for, they don't need to always have insurance at the top of their mind. And they shouldn't because it's boring, right? But if you have that relationship that exceeds the insurance, and I'm not saying be best friends with everyone, but those connect people are on social media for connection. So if we're giving them that thing that they're craving, that thing they're craving above, I need my insurance needs met, that thing they're craving of, I need someone to relate to. I enjoy relating over, oh, you're a huge Indianapolis Colts fan. Oh my gosh, me too. Did you see that last game? Right? That is where the magic happens. And then you'll notice your analytics on that back end then start to shift because of the conversations that you're having. So you can see yourself trending in the right direction on the back end because of what you're putting out. Nice. Nice. I love it. And then, so how do you think about teams? Because I think one thing is whenever we think about being overwhelmed and and all these arguments, I'm trying to think about all my objections, right? I'm trying to really bring them up so we can bring up all those (laughs) objections, right? What about involving our team? Should we involve our team? Because our team isn't with us necessarily maybe forever. And our team maybe does other things with their hobbies and things like that. And I mean, I know they have their own personal social media, but at the same point, we want to be able to harness their relationships that they have as well to some degree. But at the same point, they may not always, some people may not feel really comfortable that they represent the agency and its completeness the way that it should be. How do you usually recommend involving team members in that conversation about social media? Sure. So, I mean, if are you talking about team members having their own social or you including them in yours? So both, both. Let's talk about both. I think involving them in ours is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that like business uh, profiles do sometimes don't go as far as far as some of those reaches as our personal profiles. So like, especially like Facebook that has certain algorithms that they prefer things that if you put them on YouTube, it might be a competitor or whatever. And so they want to make sure it's hosted on this. So that way, I just know there's lots of little algorithm things that I don't know all about. So I'm just saying, but you know, I think I've heard a lot of, I've heard some insurance agencies say that they're, they love their team, but maybe this person hasn't been with them really long. And they, you know, this person also uh, maybe goes to a lot of raves or concerts or they're younger or whatever but at the same point that's what the younger crowds do in 32 35 you know below they're going to concerts they're living their best life right you know they're doing all these things right and that's wonderful so we might want to attract that conversation because they're buying houses and doing things but they might go oh well 
my team member went to a rave this weekend. So that's not something I want them talking about my business on their Facebook page or on their Instagram page because then they're also posting this other stuff. How do you usually find that it's better for businesses to kind of approach that, involve their team? Do they just not need to do it on a personal level, like only on their page? But then does that stuff really go out to their network? Because then you want to make sure that you're capitalizing on their network too, right? Okay, so there's a few ways. 86 questions in there. I'm like the queen of like 86 questions in one sentence. I will do my best to address them. But if I don't get something, just let me know. You're good. So as far as the agency owner's social media, I would absolutely involve them. You don't have to say, oh, this person likes to go to raves and, you know, get crazy on the weekend. What do they do for the insurance agency? How do they help the agency, right? You want to keep it, I don't want to say surface level, but like, this is John and you'll, you know, you'll hear his sweet voice when you call our line or whatever. Let them know who they are, how they are going to start. What does that have to do for your client is where I'm going with this. Right. Okay. Right. It should everything, everything that you post should go back to how is this serving my client? Um, whether it is education, entertainment, whatever it is, it should go back to. And so to me, if you're introducing your team, if I meet John on social media, I am going to feel more comfortable calling you and knowing, oh, hey, that's John. I know him, right? So you're really just kind of showing some behind the scenes of what that looks like. I text, I don't call, calling freaks me out. So when I do call, I want to know who I'm talking to. So if I can go to your site and I see John and John looks pretty cool and I'm not intimidated by him, I'm a lot more apt to call Yep. than if I don't know. Um, as far as their social media, I don't think they should be posting the same things that you are posting. Um, I would post things, maybe they want to highlight, maybe they want to share what you posted about them to their page and that's fine because then only their people really are going to see it. Right. But then that's how you can reach that other audience. Because if my if somebody that I worked for highlighted me, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I want to show, right? So I put that on my page. And then the people who do like the, the concerts and the raves and the, oh, well, he's cool and he does this and he works for this insurance agency. Well, let me call them because they must be pretty cool too. I like but that. as long as you're keeping it more surfacey and professional at the top, And then as they want to distribute your stuff, while you may not approve or love everything they do in their personal life, that's not really going to be a reflection on your business because it's only their people who are going to be seeing it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. I like that idea. Because I hear a lot of um, agency owners and so forth who want salespeople to be able to post on their personal stuff. But then also they want it to be business. Well, we're not all business, right? Like, I mean, you know, we're just not, you know, and um, I know my daughter's 25 and, and we have this conversation all the time about, you know, being professional and and being able to utilize that. But with the same point, not losing our freedom online either to be able to make sure that we get to post about our lives. But she's super awesome. And, you know, I mean, she just raves. I go to raves with her. We have a great time. We have a wonderful time. It's not a bad thing at all. I'm just saying I know some agency owners um, really want to not have to be the only person who comes up with this content or post it or whatever. And they want to capitalize on the community that their their team members have. But simultaneously, they want to make sure that it matches their culture and you can't really match what other people are doing on their page. But I like how you highlight them 
and then they share it to their page. So that way it gets some of that, um, that, that same exposure, just in a little bit more of an open kind of way. In a more professional way, because you're writing, right? How you want to be seen. Right. And so just because they work there, that doesn't mean that your agency is all about raves and partying. But that means that this person who's all about raves and partying works with you. And that's pretty cool because you guys have different kinds of people that work there. In the same way, you wouldn't want to dictate what John posts, because if John posts something, then his his audience and his people are going to be like, well, that's weird. That, and then they won't be receptive to it at all because it's not authentic. And that is, mm-hmm. I hate that buzzword so, so much, but it's so true, right? So if John, who is a party slash raver, is like, I love this environment and this environment, is, you know, the, and that's not him, then people are going to be like, what the heck? Like, who, who <laughs> is this, John? Like, I don't know. And then they don't trust him because right. he's two different people. And then you're just like, peace out, I'm done, right? Like, I'm confused by this person. And I don't want to deal with it. So by them sharing what you have put out that the way that you present you and your business, that is what's going out into the world, which is what you want. I love it. I love it. So whenever you work with someone, tell me what that looks like. What does it look like whenever somebody comes into your spectrum, into your your community? And how do they connect? How do they get with you to be able to really start working with you? And what does it look like for them to work with you? Sure. So anytime somebody signs up, they get a link for an onboarding call that they can schedule whenever they want. I just give them kind of a behind the scenes of the site, the membership site, which is super user friendly. We walk through any questions that they have, any concerns, and then we really dig into their business goals. And I pretty much just lay out This is what I would recommend mixing in out of like the inspirational, personal, and then all the different categories. Like this is how I would lay it out for you. And then they pretty much will take that and run with it. I make sure they don't have questions about, you know, infusing personality or um, editing the graphics or things like that. And then every Thursday we have open office hours, which is basically I am on Zoom. And if you have questions about something that you are trying to do that or, you know, whether it's a real um, transition or hashtags or str- whatever it is, whatever questions they have, they just pop in or they send me a message on Facebook. And that's we have a Facebook group, a very active Facebook group of people who just like to talk about digital marketing because it is not a very common thing in insurance yet. Yeah. Um So we talk about all the things there. So there's plenty of ways to get plugged in and get involved. I just want to make sure that they don't ever feel that they have to do it on their own because they don't. Right, right. I think that is probably one of the scariest things is how do you do it and you feel so alone, right? And how do you, how do you, how do you do blank? Like, like whatever it is, like everything, right? How do you do graphics? How do you do hashtags? I mean, hashtags. Oh my goodness. Hashtags. Like don't even get me started on hashtags. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole, like, like, right there is a whole episode in and of itself because I don't even understand hashtags. So I love it. I love it. Well, Megan, if people want to reach out to you, if they want to work with you and they want to work with the Social Coverage Collective and they maybe they want to explore this conversation a little bit more, maybe they have their own questions, right? Because, you right. know, I might not have covered everything here. Tell us a little bit about how they can connect with you. Sure. Email, obviously, is great. So Megan at socialcoveragecollective.com or 
Social Coverage Collective on Instagram is where I hang out most of the time. So they can come and chat with me there. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Social media can be scary, but hopefully we're helping to be able to break down some of those barriers and help other insurance agents to be able to get out there and be able to promote themselves and to be able to be where people know, like, and trust that that's exactly who they want to do business with. So I really, really appreciate your time. And this has been really great. Awesome. Thanks so much, Teresa. It's been awesome. Well, everybody, this is another awesome, amazing episode of the Power of Women in Insurance podcast, where we talk to women in the insurance space doing all the things. So therefore, we want to make sure that if you have any questions, make sure you reach on out to me. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Teresa Kitchens. You can Google me. It's just like room with the S, no H in my name. So just Teresa Kitchens. And uh, please make sure you reach on out. We're here for anything that you need. If you have a specific topic you want to hear, person you want interviewed, we are there. We do come up with another episode every single Wednesday. So make sure that you join us here at the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Everybody have a wonderful day. Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it, really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do, really. And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.